edition of Sports Club. This one called, I don't know, we'll come up with something by the end of it. Might even call it that. Uh, a lot we're going to get into, um, and yes, we did realize that somehow last week's show, uh, the show a couple weeks ago, because we took last week off, um, did not completely post. I will uh, post that right before I post this one up. Um, I'm not sure what happened, actually. I, I'm, somehow I just didn't post. But I'm Jeremy the Impact York. This is Sports Club, as I said. And mainly because we are watching uh, the Overeem-Harris fight again. It is uh, right towards the end of it. Uh, I'm starting with the UFC because uh, that's every place I've been in the last week. We're talking UFC. NASCAR a little. We're talking UFC because... UFC held three events in a week. Every one of them were phenomenal. I mean, we were able to preview. Let's see if I can find it real quick. We were able to preview uh, UFC 249, which happened uh, at the last Saturday. Not this past Saturday, the one before that. Uh, we're going to start right there with that. Then we're going to go into the one that was Wednesday, and then we're going to go into the one that was um, that was uh, just this past Saturday. All right, let's start with 249, right? Uh, on the on the prelim, the prelims there that are on ESPN. I I'm serious. ESPN Plus, I think, might be the best deal. You can watch fighting. You can watch soccer. You can watch all kinds of different stuff. Uh, Fight Pass is really good, too. Uh, Just weigh your options. See what you really want to do. Because if you honestly are not that big into... If you're not that big into other things, then... um, Then uh, get Fight Pass. But... Uh, we previewed it, so let's start there. And uh, yet, Span versus Alvi. Uh, Span gets the uh, split decision. To me, it felt like Span had rounds one and two. Alvi had round three. Good fight. Uh, Span with a win there. Uh, Mitchell over Rosa. Uh, it was a. Uh, he does. Mitchell does these. He got it by decision. He does these incredible submissions where he like twists your body like a like you're in a corkscrew or something like that. It is just it's crazy. Now he spent a lot of time going for him when he could have just been finishing the fight, but I think he was trying to score some Dana points, as I call them, so that uh, he can uh, be considered as a big contender going forward. You and, and and that seems to be a theme because with you know with basically just very minimal people at these events. Uh, Dana is in the front, front, front and center. He's watching these fights as he always does. But so, people are trying to get these points up. They're trying to uh, do what they can there. But uh, Mitchell with the decision win on that one. Yeah, you had Luke versus Price. That was a referee stoppage. 
the the swollen eye, um, it, he couldn't see out of his right eye, and uh, that could be a potential hazard. And there wasn't, there wasn't that much time left in the fight, but it, it could have been a hazard to him. It could have been very detrimental to his health. So, um, you know, usually a lot of times they, they will do it precautionary-wise. No, he was a referee, let these guys fight. But, uh, yeah, Price was, was going to potentially have, have uh, some big damage going forward. So you definitely stop it when you can there. Uh, Hall and Suso, because of a uh, virus test, uh, they – I believe Souza was the one who tested positive for the COVID-19 and two of his cornermen. So they they threw that one out. And when everybody's cleared, they'll bring them back. I don't know if they'll face each other. They'll face other people. But uh, that was how they handled this. Everybody is secluded so that if one camp does test positive, well, you just keep them away from everybody else. But uh, you had uh, Esparza and Watterson. This was a split decision, but man, this is a fun fight. This was—I I really enjoyed this one. Um, the women bring it, you know. It's like WWE now. MMA is doing that, where these women are sometimes having way better contests and fights than than uh, some of the guys are. But uh, as far as with the win on that one, it was good. It was a real good fight. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, split decision, also as. Uh, Olenek defeated uh, uh, Burdum. Uh, once again, this is just two guys who just beat the, the dog mess out of each other. I said, these are becoming really, really fun to watch again. I don't know what piqued my interest back in. It's not the lack of sports. I think it's just I sat back down and realized how much I enjoy the sport. Definitely a, a sport you can put up there that I probably would never ever attempt. Um, I, yeah, I just I don't like getting hit in the face, and uh, I really don't want uh, my arm snapped in half. So you know, not things that normally happen. I mean, you get hit in the face a lot, but, you know. But anyway, uh, Olenek would be when they're uh, Pettis over. Cowboys Cerrone in a decision. That's a personal to, I think it's Anthony Pettis. I disagree. I disagree. I thought Cowboy won that fight. Uh, it was probably 29-28. Um, yeah, Cowboy. Man, we got to get Cowboy on here. I know you guys want, would like me to have Cowboy on this show. We are going to do our best to do that because I very much have wanted to talk to him for a long time. And you guys want to hear from him. So we'll do what we can to try to get that one going. Uh, Hardy over DeCastro in a decision. It, it was just, yeah, Hardy dominated the entire time. Uh, it, it, it wasn't even a 30-27 or something like that. No, it, yeah, it, definitely good decision there. That was, that was the ones that uh, started on, on, uh, on uh, TV, I believe. You had uh, Stevens who uh, took the KO loss to uh, Catter. Awesome hit. It was an awesome hit. It then knocked it for a loop and ended the fight pretty quickly. Uh, Nganu, the KO victory over Rosenstrup. Uh, Nganu is now potentially going to face a much bigger clout-wise 
opponent. Um, everybody's saying maybe a really big fight. We're going to have to see. Uh, I think John Jones is, is being mentioned, and uh, if that happens, wow. Whether you like John Jones or not, you got to respect he's one of the best ever. And Ganu could give him a run. And I've, I'll sign up right now to watch that. Uh, Henry Sahayadu in the sub-main. Uh, got the TKO victory thanks to punches in the second round versus Dominic Cruz. Cruz only had, what, two losses coming in or one loss, and this was a second. Somebody, Cruz, really good fighter. Uh, Sahayadu ultimately retired. They call him Triple C because champ, champ, champ. He has been in multiple uh, weight classes, and he has won gold in all of them, won championships in all of them. Uh, but he, he is going, he is officially retiring, he says. Uh, I guess that means they will set up some sort of uh, title fight between the two best contenders. Cruz, I think he got to put in there somewhere. And then that left us to the main where I feel bad for Tony Ferguson. I think it's Tony. I feel bad for Ferguson. Um, because he was not supposed to fight Justin Gaethje. And uh, when Habib couldn't make the, the event, they brought in Gaethje. Uh, it looked like Ferguson uh, just couldn't quite get his head in the game. Uh, it wasn't a lack of focus or, or lack of preparation. It just He just couldn't get anything going. And uh, Gaethje would be commanding big victory. He, he did a, a spectacular job. Uh, at one point, Ferguson did drop Gaethje late in the second round, but uh, was saved by the bell at that point uh, before he could really capitalize. The bell went off. That happens. And uh, it ended up being a TKO in round five by Gaethje with uh, uh, three, three minutes and 39 seconds into the fight. So only had about a little over a minute to go before they, uh, they called that one. Uh, that moves us on to the one on Wednesday. I think they just call it just a uh, fight night. They just call it fight night. All right. Um, of course, the Carl Robertson Marvin Vittori fight got canceled. I'm sure, we're going to see that one again down the line somewhere. Uh, but let's move into let's move into uh, Tiago Moises versus Michael Johnson. Mark Johnson has been fighting for a long time. Tiago Moises has some pretty big fights under his card as well. He wins this one by submission uh, 25 seconds into round number two. Nice. It, it was a nice finish. If you're going to finish a fight, that, that was a good way to do it. Uh, we saw Felipe Lins take on the returning Andre Arlovsky. Big Arlovsky fan. He, uh, he used to Grow his hair out and he looked like a like a vampire wolf man. He was cool. He's he, then he, he he cut all his hair and it's like he lost his mojo. But Arlovsky back. He wins this decision over Felipe Lins. Uh, Lins not a bad fighter though. We could we could definitely see him uh, right back in the mix very soon. Uh, in the bantamweight, we saw Ricky Simon. With the decision victory over Ray Borg. 
Ricky did enough to uh, be able to put his, his uh, next victory, I believe his 16th victory, up on the board. Uh, that moved us to the lightweight, where a uh, KO slash TKO in uh, round number two, with about 30 seconds to go, Drew Dober. Could be Dober. Never been good at pronouncing names. Uh, but uh, Drew took on Alexander Hernandez and uh, took the victory there with the KO. In the heavyweight, we have Ben Rothwell with the decision victory over uh, Ovince St. Preux. I'm saying that right. And then in the main event, the light heavyweight division, you had the uh, KO slash TKO in round number five, about a minute in, where Glover Teixeira uh, just, man, that was a hell of a shot. On Anthony Smith, uh, this this was uh, just really, really, really good fight. They they were really putting on a good show, and then uh, Glover decided he was not going to let a referee decide it for him. He decided the fight on his own. Now this moves us to UFC Fight Night uh, one seventy six. Just uh, I just told you about the main event because uh, we were just watching the replay of it. Let's see. There's the prelim card. I watched this entire thing. I guess I could have talked about the prelims of the other one. Um, but to start with, uh, you had Rodrigo Nascimento with the submission victory two minutes into round number two over Dontel Mays. It's a good fight, but Rodrigo come out, and he was uh, he was ready. He was ready to go. Um and it wasn't a surprise as to what happened in this, but what was a surprise is a first-round finish win for Courtney Casey. I, I'm a big Courtney Casey fan. Just getting back into it, uh, I, I went back and watched some of her previous things after the, watching her here. Super impressed. Uh, the, even the things she posted online, fantastic. And when I started back talking to people, we were talking UFC this weekend, like I said, all over the board. I would say 80% of the people that I had any sort of conversation into uh, brought up UFC at some point. So uh, uh, probably closer to 70, 75, honestly, but still like three out of four. And when I brought up Courtney Casey and, and her submission win where she – it was snapper tap time for uh, Mara romero Varela. And uh, and it's, that's nothing against Mara. It's when you get in that situation, do you want your – Arm snapped, or do you want to just tap out and live to fight another day? And I think she took the right, she took the right choice on that one. But uh, Courtney Casey, a lot of big fans in this area, especially uh, for her, and uh, wish them both the best. But uh, just in the women's flyweight division, uh, she may have the rocket on her back and, and be uh, sent to the top quickly. Uh, the featherweight, you had Nate Landwehr versus Darren Elkins. Um, if you just looked at how the fighters looked, beside Nate's on the random dad haircut and weird mustache that looked like he was an extra in the 90s on America's Funniest Home Videos with uh, with Bob Saget, um, Elkins actually uh, didn't have his usual haircut as well. It looked kind of cool. This one was the decision in round three that Nate ended up winning. 
Uh, Elkins looked like uh, he took all of the damage the way he was. And he had a big cut on his forehead that was not gushing blood, but he, he was wearing the crimson mask there to use a wrestling term. But honestly, besides Nate kind of showboating and, and getting a couple style points that way, this fight was really, really even, and I, I thought it could have went either way. Um, Elkins, extremely good fighter. If you told me these two were going to fight again, I'd, I'd sign up to watch it. I don't know if it's Giga or Giga. I think it's Giga uh, Chikaze, who is from the country of Georgia, took on Erwin Rivera, who took this fight on a 24-hour notice, and he had a couple shots where he could have won the fight. Ultimately, uh, Chikaze gets the decision uh, after three rounds. But uh, Erwin, man, he was a little fireball, and he he come ready to play and ready to fight. Because you got to think, Chikaze had trained to fight somebody else who didn't make the fight, and Erwin was just kind of training, hanging out at his house, and, and, and gets the phone call that, you know what, I'll come fight. Fights on a 24-hour notice, so uh, good for him. But uh, Chikaze says some things after the fight. Now, a lot of them a lot of them say these kind of things. You know, Dana, thanks for all you're doing. It was really cool. I like that they did that. But he said that he has talked to his government over in the country of Georgia. Yeah, they're showing the uh, Elkins Landwehr fight right now. But he's, uh, Chikaze said he talked to his home country, basically, and said, Dana, when this all clears away and clears up, uh, love to have a fight night over in the country of Georgia. And I think that would that may be a really, really cool, really good thing. And uh, expand into into that area, I think, would definitely be something uh, something to look at. But uh, good on Chikaze. Improves to uh, 10 and 2, I believe. Uh, they're actually showing these highlights again on, on the replay that we're watching. Uh, Anthony Hernandez versus Kevin Holland. It was a KO slash TKO because uh, Kevin Holland just, just, Jumped all over him early. It was a 39-second TKO slash KO. It was stopped because of punches. Uh, just a spectacular fight, though. And then the last of the prelims, you had uh, welterweight Matt Brown, who uh, was uh, KO'd. Just saw the highlight on that one as well. Uh, by Miguel Beza. And... Uh, yeah, it's uh, Matt Brown, a very seasoned fighter, but uh, got caught. And uh, he took a shot, and by the time he hit, yeah, it was over. But uh, Matt Brown continued to fight. He's been fighting for a while. Miguel Beza, or Beza, however you want to say it, uh, could be an up-and-coming big-time guy for sure. Let's go to the main card. Main card, where? Song Yadong. Got the decision win over Marlon Vera. Thought this was very back and forth, very, uh, very even. Not just because it went to decision. Um, a lot of people thought some of the decision things could have went one way or the other. Um, in this one, did Vera do enough to potentially get the decision win? Yeah, maybe. But uh, I, I agreed that uh, that Yudong was probably the winner of that one. So, you know, a lot of people 
had issues, but either way. Uh, you had uh, Christoph Jocko take on Eric Anders, and uh, Jocko ended up with the decision win on that one. Once again, pretty good fight. Uh, wasn't quite as good as some of the other ones that were close, but at the same time, this was still a solid fight for uh, for these guys and, and a good showing, and uh, I know Dana was impressed. Uh, Dan Ige took on Edson Barbosa. Barbosa has uh, he come down a weight class, said uh, this is a weight class he, he he considered probably sticking around the featherweight for a little while. He, he liked, He's comfortable with this. Um, it ended up being a decision as well, but uh, Dan Ige with the win. Um, has a coin flip on this one too. You could have, uh, honestly, you could have, you could have picked either one in this one. Uh, in the women's straw weight division, it, this was the co-main event. Uh, Angela Hill took on Claudia Gadella. The decision win went to Claudia. Angela thought maybe she should have won. I, once again, you could really make the case either way. Could you have given it to Angela? Sure. Did you give it to Claudia? Sure. Uh, they ended up going with with uh, they ended up going with Claudia. To me, it was like a fifty-one forty-nine. I think she did she did a little more, but that's just me. That was just my opinion. Uh, but uh, I could I could definitely see that uh, Angela Hill uses this as motivation to uh, end the other fight before it goes to the judges. Remember, that's something I say a lot. That's something that Dana says a lot. If you don't like the judge's decision on your fight, end it before they get a chance to weigh in. If you end your fight before they get a chance to weigh in, then they have no argument. The judges don't mean anything unless the fight goes to the distance. And then, as we were talking there, Walt Harris uh, versus Alistair Overeem. Overeem been fighting for a while. Walt Harris just dealing with tragedy recently. And uh, uh, he had Overeem down in the first round pretty good. And, and uh, Overeem was able to withstand the barrage. And then when Walt Harris got taken down in the second round, uh, Overeem just overpowered him. And uh, that is a big dude to try to get off of you. And the KO slash TKO three minutes into the second round. Overeem with the big victory. You got to think at some point we're going to see Overeem in the title picture again. I, I He looked really, really good in this. Really solid, like like the, the force he used to be. But, uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's see what else we got left. We're joined by producer Sassy right now. Yep. Doing good. Just give me an audio update. Appreciate that. Um, Saturday, June the sixth, looks like the next event. That's going to be UFC 250. Yeah. Okay. Let's we'll start going two weeks apart. All right. Um, some things already on this card. You're going to get a light heavyweight battle between Alonzo Menafield, who is undefeated at 9-0. He's going to take on Devin Clark, who is 11-4-0. As we get closer to this, I will put my picks in for now. We'll more they are. In the flyweight division, Alex Perez at 23-5-0 will take on uh, Jussier Formiga. 
23-7-0. In the middleweight division, we'll get Ann, or Ian rather, uh, Heinich versus Gerald Miesgaard. Gerald is 30-12-0. Uh, Ian is 13-3-0. That should be a good one. I, right now, that's the one I, I like. But um, I'll be honest, the, the current booked main event is going to be special. Uh, but before that, the co-main in the middleweight division, you get the 10-6-0 Charles Bird, who is going to take on Maki Patalo, who is 11-5-0. That's going to be a good one, I think. Are they all going to be good ones? No, there'll be some stickers in there somewhere, but, you know, it's going to happen. Can't have all good ones. But the women's featherweight division, um, arguably one of the best women's fighters of all time, Amanda, Amanda Nunez. Yep, you see her on the uh, Modelo commercial, I believe, at 19-4-0. It's going to take on the 8-1-0 Felicia Spencer. It's going to be a fun one right there. That's that's worth the price of admission. If uh, if by June 6th you don't have ESPN Plus, I can't help you. That's that's not one you see just the highlights. That is one that is absolutely one that uh, you pay your money for. But uh, yeah, we'll get more into that as we get closer to it. But look at that, we talked almost 25 minutes on the UFC. That is crazy. Let's get through some of these other. Things real quickly, and we will get out of here because we need to post both shows up. Uh, let's see. We just oh, I do want to say Michael Bisping on commentary he is gold, not because of what he says, but his reactions, what they were making fun of him for, and uh, just his overall exuberance. He was adding the flash into what what uh, everything was going on. Now. Oh, and uh, the the UFC is going to induct Kevin Randleman into the Hall of Fame, which uh, I know Mark Coleman is uh, one of his best buddies and training partners, uh, was was emotional about it. He was there. He was in one of the corners, one of the guys. Kevin Randleman, if you don't know who he is, go look him up. He's kind of like Dennis Rodman. He was known for his hair. When you actually see the skill that Randleman had and just the overall, he fought for the people. He always fought for the people, and uh, he's just an exceptional person. Uh, unfortunately, is not with us anymore, but Kevin Randleman, the Hall of Fame, long overdue. Can't wait to see him. Uh, moving on. Uh, not only is it the most, to me, the most fun soccer league to pronounce, but uh, it is uh, the German league of soccer where the Bundesliga Returned, and Dortmund's Holland, his name is Holland, Dortmund is the team, for those not acquainted with the Bundesliga. Uh, He scored the first goal back since the uh, Bundesliga has returned. Uh, It's his 10th overall goal in nine games, and I believe it's like his... Oh, the number 13 has something to do with it. I can't remember what it was now. But, uh, yeah, congratulations to them. We just saw some highlights of them as well. But uh, the Bundesliga is back. EPL will follow soon. I think MLS will be somewhere on the other side of that. Um, 
first couple of weeks of June, I think we will see some of these start to return. That's my total guess. That's nothing. I don't know anything because they don't tell me anything. Uh, Kevin Harvick wins the first actual NASCAR race in a long time uh, out at Darlington. It was yeah, They were actually on the track. This was not uh, any sort of video game, any sort of online iRacing league, any of the uh, things like that. Um, this was also his 50th career win where he passed his um, current owner of the team he's on, Tony Stewart, who had 49. There are only 14 racers in NASCAR history who he becomes the 14th to win at least 50. So that is uh, crazy and great. But um, there's actually going to be a Wednesday race as well where uh, they're going to be at Darlington again. And we will see how that goes because now they've technically had a practice run, even though it was real, at the track. So we're going to see a different race on Wednesday, I believe. Uh, the EPL, as I said, is going to return June the 6th. It'll be good to see them back out. It will give Liverpool a chance to win the title outright. It will give um, my West Ham United the Hammers, give them a chance to try to hang on and not be relegated. It will give the people who might be relegated at the moment, the chance to try to battle back. There's a lot of storylines still going on that we did need this ending to. So I'm glad the EPL is going to be back early June. Like I said, I would say within the first couple weeks, we could see the MLS do the same. And if not, July would be the absolute deadline and me, the hard deadline that if they're not back by July, probably not coming back. I don't think they will. Baseball's trying to open. NBA's trying to finish up. I think the NHL's going to call it. Either way, all this... All this greatness here. Uh, let's see. In the NCAA, let me just bring this up real quick, and then and then I got a, another fighting thing, and we'll get out of here. In the NCAA, um, we're getting to a point that in college football, we could see some conferences play and potentially others not. So let's say like the SEC says, oh, we're playing. But the Conference USA may say, no, we're, we're, we're not. Okay. Also, we could see teams within those conferences potentially bow out. Let's say... Everybody keeps saying Vanderbilt, but let's say it's Tennessee, not just Vanderbilt. What if Tennessee tells the SEC, well, you may come back and, and you may say there's a season, but uh, we're not taking that risk because maybe there's uh, the numbers are still high in Tennessee, so they don't want to bring people back and, and potentially cause another uh, uproar. That could happen. We could very much see an, an ACC uh, down to eight teams. We could very much see a Pac-12 down to you know, nine teams. It, it, these kind of things can happen. Uh, the things I am hearing, it, we can't even say a superpower five league. That uh, That's down the road. Uh, it's going to be based on state allowances. What I am hearing is you are going to play, if potentially 10-game season is a possibility, and you would play nine conference games, things you can easily travel to, and then one that is... Uh, within a close proximity. So let's say UGA would play, I don't know, maybe 
I doubt Georgia State, but they um maybe maybe Georgia Tech would be, you know, to keep that thing going. Uh, maybe a uh, Middle Tennessee, somewhere they can easily get to, you know, somewhere they can easily get to in proximity that way. Maybe you get um, maybe you get Ohio State to play. Dayton or Akron, you know, those kinds of things. But I'm hoping to hear back from the contacts that I have in college football to have a better answer by next week. Uh, we're still, I'm still waiting on some, some, uh, they were waiting on people to get back with them to, to answer their questions so they can answer my questions. So we're, we're still waiting on that kind of thing, but could we see some conferences in some conferences out? Sure. Could we see, some teams in those conferences in or some of them out. Yeah, we definitely could. Will we? I think it's possible. I think it's definitely possible. And then there's the rumor that the uh, the FCS could potentially just cancel the whole season. That is a rumor up to this point. I have heard no confirmation on that whatsoever. If I do, you guys will be the first to know. The last thing I wanted to talk about, because everybody has been uh, is so into this and so talking about it, I think I'm on the other side of the fence of it, so so I, I definitely um, I, I definitely want to weigh in with uh, with my take on that, and that is that supposedly Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield are contemplating comebacks, and then there was a rumor now that a third fight between the two of them could be in the works. And everybody's like, oh, to have Tyson back. and Oh, it, it, for one, Holyfield was always the better fighter. I like Mike Tyson. He seems like a fantastic guy. He is a character in life. I love characters. Holyfield, one of the greatest Atlanteans there are. Do I want to see this fight? No. Could it be a good fight? Sure. But do I want to see it? No, I don't. Because if you go back and actually look at their careers. Holyfield had some solid fights. Mike had some solid performances as well. But Mike Tyson was a monster when he got to fight, when he actually got to fight uh, the people that his promoters set up for him. That's why certain people, that's why certain people gave him fits. That's actual boxers when when he couldn't just go from the home run punches Mike can punch as hard if not harder than anybody on the planet he is scary but if you wait him out and you can get in between those big haymakers you can beat Tyson that's to me I think that's how the whole ear biting happened Holyfield was withstanding the barrage and Holyfield was getting in between the shots and Mike started to panic and couldn't figure out what to do so he bit his ear off I really think that's what happened. That's just my opinion. But um, do I want to see a Tyson or a Holyfield comeback? Not really. Boxing doesn't need that. I think that sets them back. To me, that's that's like every year around WrestleMania when suddenly WWE brings back people from the 90s thinking that's going to help sell tickets when all it's doing is is regressing and pushing down the, the newer talent that are trying to push their way to the top. You're just saying, well, take a back seat again. We've got... Uh, this guy coming back or that guy. It's like, no, the way you keep the cycle going is you have to enhance the new talent that you have. I mean, if it happens, there's a chance I may watch it. 
I don't really want to see it, but, uh, you know, good luck to Mike. Good luck to Evander if, if they do want to do these do these comebacks and if they want to fight each other for one big one more big payday hey go for it just uh, i just implore you be better than pacquiao mayweather if people are going to pump their hard-earned money into this especially in times like now if they're going to put their hard-earned money in this give them a show give them a show but that's going to do it for us this week Appreciate you guys to another great edition of Sports Club. This one entitled That German Kick. If that's what the Bundesliga is, that German kick we needed, we're ready. We're back in. Uh, Tons we're going to get into later on. Like I said, we're hoping to have hear back from uh, my source of those NCAA stuff. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Deuces, deuces. Big girl, make a bag it up. Make a bag it up. Hey, big girl, make a bag it up.